Welcome to episode one with Michael and Eric, the podcast where we watch the first episode of an extremely exclusive show and talk about it. I'm Michael. And I'm Eric. And this week we watched Fubber. On Netflix. Netflix. Candy's on the cane. I thought for sure that you'd say that's it and that's all. Because I, this sure, this show sure said it a lot. <laughs> yep. I When I thought to write down that's it and that's all for this, I had already wrote down candies on the cane and I was like, I'm not, I'm not scratching something up and putting something else in there. Corn's on the cob, candy's on the cane. That doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> candy's no. not on the cane. The cane's made of candy. Yeah, also... Not having corn on the cob and then putting corn on the cob is not an achievement that people go for. But we'll get into all this and how, like, just a lot of things don't make sense. But let's tell everybody what this show is about. It's about CIA agent named Timmy Fubber. Go ahead. <laughs> no, keep, go ahead. It's about I, it's about a nutty professor who invents <laughs> Fubber. Yep. Uh, no, it's... It's an excuse to get Arnold Schwarzenegger acting again, maybe just to warm up for like a cameo in Expendables 4, which apparently is happening. But he's been in so much stuff since he was governor. He was in like that one where he was a sheriff in a town and basically modern high noon. That came out pretty much right after he was like that. There were a couple movies that came out right after he was done being governor. It was like his foray, like, all right, I'm back into this. Yeah. And then I don't know that he's been in a whole fucking lot for a while. Okay. Or if he has, I haven't seen him limping around screen, which is definitely what was happening in this show. <laughs> it, it's him playing a retiring CIA agent. There's no world in which they let, and I think Arnold's like, hold on, I'm just going to look it up. His age? Yeah. I'm going to guess 74. You're so close. 75 oh there's no world in which the cia lets a field agent like (laughs) keep being a field agent that far into his 70s there is no world they say he's 65 in the show oh fuck off they do i'm not not (laughs) mad at you for saying that they said that i'm mad at them for trying to pretend like he i would have guessed he's in his 80s based on how he struggled to get around in Mm -hmm. this show He's a retiring CIA agent who's lying to his family about what he is. Mm-hmm. He's true, true lizing them. And then it turns out his daughter is true lizing him. Ooh. And she's in the CIA and he didn't know about it and finds out when he runs into her on a mission. Right. Trying to save her. So my first question about this mission. So... The mission is that she is in some guerrilla camp with a, like a warlord. Yeah. And they've figured out that she's been made. Yep. And the guy who is going to identify her is going to be visiting this compound. And also they have a weapon of mass destruction. They need Arnold Schwarzenegger to go in there and get her out and then uh, destroy the weapon of mass destruction. I have a lot of questions about this plan. Go on. 
My first question was going to be, because they're father and daughter and they don't know that each other is there, why not send somebody else? But the show answered that is because he has already has an established relationship under an alias with this warlord. Yes. Okay, fine. Next question. Just fucking tell him that you're going to run into your daughter on this mission and she's been a CIA agent all along instead of knowingly let him run into her in the middle of the mission and let them have to react in the moment to that happening. They could have fully prepared at least him that this was going to happen. If they didn't trust that he would be able to keep himself together up until that moment, I don't know why they would trust him to keep himself together in that moment right being like finding that out for the first time like i I get it if you think like oh he's just not gonna be able to like keep it together and like be able to make it all the way into camp if he knows his daughter's there why would you think that he's not gonna just go daughter like in camp (laughs) yeah yep also you know they be this guy who's gonna identify her they basically know where he's leaving from, what airplane he's going on, where he's going, what time he's expected to arrive, where he's expected to arrive, fucking shoot the plane out of the sky. Or or <laughs> even if there there is some uh reason we can't shoot the plane out of sky, like fucking like international water. I, you know, what the fuck ever. I don't know. There's some bullshit excuse thing. Why isn't Arnie's mission to just get onto that plane and kill that guy? Yeah. Just kill, just kill him. <laughs> yes. Just kill the guy. Just kill the guy. Just kill the guy. <laughs> just kill the guy. You know how many problems could be solved if you just kill the guy? I think the main problem with the show is that they decided they were going to call it Fubar, but if they had just gone with a really simple solution, everybody would have wondered why the why the hell are you calling it Fubar? This there was nothing about this that was fucked up. Yeah. I guess maybe that's what they're going for. This show itself is Fubar. They're telling you right up front. Everything about this is Fubar. Don't give a shit. It's Arnold. Just let him do his thing. Yeah. Watching the show knew from watching it that you probably didn't like it. Probably weren't going to watch it anymore. I didn't like it that much either, but I suspect I probably liked it more than you liked it. Like yeah, I was like, ah, it's fine. Like, if I were in middle school and uh, flipping through channels and came across this TV, like a marathon of this TV show on TNT some Saturday, I'd watch it. But, like, I'm not going to watch more. I have always been a big fan of the Expendables movies. Okay. I know this about you. Yes. Yeah, your Expendables tattoos. Yeah, all of the Expendables tattoos. The fact that I've named my firstborn child Sylvester. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that you named your firstborn child the Expendables. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I wonder why he doesn't speak to me anymore. (laughs) So, by all accounts, I should at least be okay with this show. But, yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah. It wasn't offensively bad, but it was dumb and treated the audience like they're dumb. And there wasn't enough cool action in it. Yeah, I agree. A hundred percent. Especially for a first episode. The first episode should be setting up that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I definitely feel like they missed an opportunity for him to 
give more of a true Lysian speech when he was like in that very first scene when he like kills all those guys. I was waiting for that uh, sort of thing where he was just going to talk about how he was going to kill all the guys, walk out of the room like that sort of thing. But instead, it was just like, I'm going to kill you. And then he does. And then it was over. Yeah. How pissed off about the show do you think James Cameron is? Why? Because it's ripping off true lies. Except it's not. It's. They they missed an opportunity here. Would it, to have Tom Arnold in this show? Yes. No, no, no. Tom Arnold doesn't need to be in most things. I don't. I don't know if that guy's uh, somebody we should be cool with. I don't remember. But I'm not 100 percent certain, but I, I think he said some things. Uh, I'd believe it. Yeah. Um, no, this show is going for two true lies, but like just doubling down on it because now there's two people. They could have just called it two lies. <laughs> And it would have been accurate because there were two people lying to each other. Right. And they each only had one lie. A singular lie. <laughs> what is your favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Frankly, probably True Lies. Really? I, 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 I'm, I'm thinking about Arnold movies. I think i was the wrong age when i was exposed to the terminator movies i think it was just a little too young and a little too old Mm. like i wasn't a kid like a kid who was just like fuck yeah like you know action or whatever but i wasn't an adult who could appreciate how good those movies actually are Mm -hmm. um i can as an adult but I, i don't have a love for them like i do whereas true lies was something i saw right around that age where action was everything but also that movie's really good in a awful kind of way that doesn't maybe necessarily hold up yeah mine is probably one of the terminators terminator genesis no one of the first terminator three okay yep got it got it got it it. yep maybe probably uh the first terminator movie because the t-1000 is a bad robot put me on record i've said it on the podcast before oh i know come at me james cameron you have to touch the thing to be able to shape your body like it what's that bullshit it's a bad robot. Anyway, go on. Do you think, do you yeah. think that's where he got it from? I do. Bad robot. Now that I think about it, I'm not certain I've ever seen the first Terminator movie. Oh, really? I know I've seen the second Terminator movie. And maybe that's why it, I didn't, it didn't jive with me quite as much is because it wasn't such a, holy shit, he's a good guy in this. He's, he's always been a good guy to me. While we're picking apart missions, the very first mission that they run it seems like a good place to start yeah why did he have to get through a barricade to get down into the sewer the sewer doesn't go outside the barricade why did he have to light a whole cigar i i bet that cigar cost more than the lighter would have if he had just tossed that in the dumpster to light it on fire (laughs) not as cool I don't know. I think fucking lighting a cigar, smoking the cigar and tossing the lighter and keeping smoking the cigar is kind of on brand for Arnold and way cooler than just like taking one puff and then tossing it. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) No, you're right. If you would have kept. Yeah, that is better. Because he could have done that as he walked away as like the fucking flames blew up in front or behind him. You know what I mean? Yeah. We already alluded to it in the intro, but I got the distinct sense that somebody, probably a producer put in a like a, a note in the script that said this show needs a catchphrase and the writers couldn't come up with one they so they just threw everything at the wall to see which one stuck 
Yeah, like the candies on the cane. That's it, and that's all, which they use it a half dozen times to varying degrees of like drama, and it it never lands. I did not. It did not even land with me until she pointed out that she said it to him this time. What the daughter. Mean? The daughter said that's what did, it. What didn't land with you? That they had been that they saying had been, it, multiple, it was a recurring thing. They said yeah. it early on before you even because like, you wrote down the candies on the cane or whatever. They said it even before that. I believe you. Ugh. It was dumb. Bees in the bonnet, creams in the coffee. Like, you don't want bees in the bonnet, right? But you, but you do, do want cream in a coffee. Maybe they don't. Maybe they maybe they like their coffee black, and that's their way of saying, don't put any cream in my coffee, or also put bees in your bonnet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, you know those chocolate crunchies they're talking about in the ice cream cakes? Yeah. I love those things. Okay. Uh, one time I was at Dairy Queen and we were like ordering blizzards and I was talking to the person I was with and I pointed at the poster of the products in the ice cream cakes and I was like, oh, I love those chocolate crunchies. And the person behind the counter went, hey, I can make you a blizzard with those chocolate crunchies. <laughs> And I was like, fucking do it. It was the best. How high do you think that Dairy Queen employee was? And how excited were they that they finally, like, they've been thinking about that concoction for years? No, no. It was just her being very good at her job. Uh, like, so good that I went, like, on the Burger or the Burger King. The, uh, <laughs> no, you went on the Burger King website <laughs> and gave her a compliment through the Burger King website. I. <laughs> You didn't even like give a Google review of Burger King. You went onto the Burger King website and tried to find. Like, you just typed, just typed, typed into the, the search bar. <laughs> no, I went on the Dairy Queen customer feedback form thing and gave her. It'd be funnier if you went on the Burger King website. It would be, but I hope she got like a gift card or something. You know what I love? Catchphrases. Close. It's the gag of cops or CIA agents or FBI agents going through like a mission and like setting up bombs or like shooting people and uh, like running from people and stuff. At the same time, they're they're having like a casual conversation about their day or what they're doing this weekend. Something about the way you framed this up makes me think you don't actually like that. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the way you've been shaking your head no this whole time, like running your hand across your throat as though you're killing this bit. I don't, I don't like, like this. Why don't you like that? I, I mean, I get it. It's very tropey. Yeah, I, it's just a trope, I guess. I don't I don't hate it. It's just I, I've seen it done. Do like an original joke for me. There is not going to be an original joke coming out of my mouth or on this show. <laughs> Everything about this is going to be trope heavy to the max mm -hmm. and not in a that's that's where I find don't get me wrong. It, we're into they just I saw an ad for the fourth Expendables recently. The first one I really enjoyed because it was very much tropey, but at the same time, it was so heavy on it. It was clear that they were just like laying into it and yeah. And, 
I don't think they were quite satirizing it, but I got to have a good time and laugh about how stupid it is. Right. It, it may be just a little self-aware, just like a little just bit of a wink so, to somebody it. Somebody in the yeah. production of it was self-aware. I don't yeah. think so. just Stallone was. I don't think Arnold was. You know what I mean? Well, maybe Arnold was, but... I, I, I might even buy it if Sylvester Stallone was self-aware about that type of thing. He takes some shit real seriously, and I, I don't know that he does with this one, but it wouldn't surprise me if he did. Um, he has an Academy Award for screenwriting. From 50 years ago. <laughs> you are correct. Yep. Um, it's so, a it's a little like a band whose first album is amazing and then everything else after that kind of sucks. And it's because you spend so long writing that first one and like really like pouring through everything that you all of your creative juices go to that. And then everything after that is just you're feeding into the machine. Oh. Yeah. Is what I think could be at play there. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, the show isn't going to be original. And I don't think it's, I don't know that anybody on this show is self-aware about the tropiness of this. So it's not fun. The person playing his daughter mm-hmm. is from Top Gun. I think she was in the new Top Gun movie. I, I didn't recognize her face. Um, what did you recognize of hers? Her butt. <laughs> Monica Barbaro was in Top Gun Maverick, yes. Yeah, I didn't recognize her. Um, When I had heard about this movie, I think somebody else was originally slated to be in it. Hmm. And I'm not going to spend time trying to look it up because I don't think it's going to be interesting. But I think it was somebody more famous. Hmm. And then they dropped out for some reason. So Hmm. I I liked uh, Monica Barbaro. Uh, she was all right. Yeah, if she got like cast in like a new Laura Croft movie or something like that, it'd be like cool. I recognize that, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Tomb Raider movie. There is a Tomb Raider TV show coming out oh. on Amazon Prime. Okay, written by your favorite. Who? Charlie Kaufman? Yes. <laughs> no, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Ooh. Yeah. I'm po- is she playing? It... No. Nope. I misread that sentence. They were pointing out that she's going to be playing a Lara Croft-style character in the upcoming Indiana Jones movie. Oh, so, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I am excited about that. Um, I don't know... If they've got a star yet, this article is from January of this year. Oh, okay. Um, so she's writing that, and apparently Amazon is also planning on making at least one movie that's connected in some way. Oh, I think maybe they should cast Monica Barbaro. There you go. Amazon, that one's for free. You know, all of our very good ideas, I think part of the problem is that we haven't ingratiated ourselves enough to these streaming services so they they just don't they're not willing to spend to, to really make it work with us we've got like 350 episodes of us promoting their shit for free a uh, hundred and eighty but like close <laughs> um correct but i'm just saying paying us to be producers on shit you know what i mean like we've had some great ideas that we've tm'd and said hey get at us here's my new tactic we throw out freebies like this every now and again mm-hmm. just so Amazon, 
Monica Barbaro. Laura Croft Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. Yeah. Uh, that one's for free. Yeah. But if you want any more, you're going to have to come back. And if you use it, and trust me, it like, okay, maybe this is taking back on the fact that that's, that one was for free. If I say the following, which is if you take that one and then try and come at us and hire us, it's going to cost a little more now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That sort of does take away from that being free. (laughs) If they want to hire us is all I'm saying. Right. I think we give them that idea for free. Netflix and Paramount Plus and fucking Freebie all hear that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if Amazon takes it, Amazon maybe isn't going to sign this because they know it's going to cost a little more. But Netflix may be like, hey, that Tomb Raider idea was great. Yeah. You're hired. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Or, or they can have the idea for free. But if they take the idea, then they got to pay us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that even more because <laughs> yeah. it feels like it's more likely we'd get paid in that situation. <laughs> so, yeah, let's do it. And then that way we don't have to worry about whether or not that whole Tomb Raider idea turns out to be a flop. Because that's the one flaw in that original plan is if they take that idea and it turns out to suck, we're on the hook. <laughs> For what? <laughs> what are they going to do? Fire me? That's fine. I'll go start my own streaming service. Oh, Okay. You capture Arnold Schwarzenegger. You got him. You got guns drawn on him. And then he's like, I'm just going to take this pill and kill myself. No. Shoot shoot him. Why, why did you give him an opportunity to say a single word to you? Just kill him. But the skull comes back to how murder is going to solve everybody's problems. You know? Just kill the guy. Just kill the guy. If I were a villain, just kill, just the, kill guy. the guy. Yeah. No long monologues yeah. telling him all about your plans. Yeah. Why are you even dragging him into my office and putting him down in front of me? Just, he should be dead already. Yeah. Kill the, guy. kill the guy. And then take like take his head off and show it to me and then I can know he's dead or something. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Throw it on the pile. <laughs> also, that same scene. Uh, they don't just kill the guy. They let him take the pill. They say... Then he goes, oh, that must have been the antidote. And then he sprays them from poison from his mug. But wasn't that mug provided to him by his captors? Like, he's in this guy's office having a drink. Thank you. Anyway, we were on where that mug come from. I'm pulling it up right now. I need to know because I hadn't considered that. I did think it was a little weird that... He had a mug rigged up to spray poison at people. That seems wildly uh, fucking useless. Um, all right, here we go. I'm going to Fubar. We got to talk about that laser. He brought he brought the mugs. He brought the mugs and the beer. That's still very dumb. Yeah, but at least. It let's, explains where the mugs came from. Or let's just cut it up, that all out and just still be like, where'd those mugs come from? That's sure. more fun. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I can't figure out a way to make this into anything coherent or funny. But there's that scene where they're trying to es- or where they're escaping and they're trying to steal a car and they're waiting. They had left a dead cow in the middle of the road for some guards to come up on and try and move it out. 
Arnold comes out of nowhere and kills a guy with his, and I say this rolling my eyes as heavily as I can, signature fucking killing move, which makes it very easily identifiable that he did the killing. Yeah, that, why? And that's not even what I'm commenting on yet. So we'll, we'll get back to that because I don't want to forget that. But his daughter is hiding inside the carcass of the cow to stab a guy, which admittedly was kind of cool. But I'm think I was thinking because my next note has to do with the fact that they were trying to kill that Troy guy by running him over. She's hiding inside a cow. It's sort of like the Trojan horse sort of thing, but like Troy, I I can't I can't work this all together in anything coherent or funny. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the connection you're making is that like it's she like, was his, inside, his name was Troy. Yeah. The other guy who was not in this scene. Who was not in this side, <laughs> uh-huh. but who they definitely killed like in the very next scene. Right. Whose name was Troy. Was her name Helen, maybe? No, I don't think it was. Okay. Because Ma- again, he was not the one that was involved in this carcass uh-huh. killing. Uh-huh. Maybe you just cut this out um, and and we can just go on and pretend like this didn't happen. Uh, and instead, we just talk about the fact that Arnold Schwarzenegger definitely killed a guy with this signature move that's practically like signing the dead body with his own name. Yes, that was ridiculous. That was supremely stupid when they're trying to get away from somebody they just witnessed kill somebody for betraying him <laughs> who an hour earlier is like oh remember your signature killing move <laughs> he hadn't done that move in years and he's like ah oh, fuck i gotta try that one out again <laughs> i think there is a scene on the cutting room floor where he kills that guy like that and he's like why don't i do this anymore i killed that guy so quickly <laughs> and then a scene on the cutting room floor floor where it, that that other guy realizes it's him because of that killing move, which definitely happens five minutes later. And then Arnold goes, that's why I don't do it. Everybody knows it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> and what bad luck that these bodies are just floating down the river. And, <laughs> and then they get damn, caught. that's right there. Yeah, they get caught on a big branch that's right next to the camp. It's terrible, terrible luck for sure. He bought his daughter... A stand-up mixer, uh, because apparently they used to do, like, baking Sunday or whatever. Yeah, like a cupcake cook-off sort of thing. Right. And then they say they're going to go to the store for cupcake mix? Are they making cupcakes or is a company making the cupcakes? I had the same thought. That's not a competition. You're just fucking, or even a a fest. You're just making cupcakes at that point. Yeah, you're just pouring vegetable oil in a bowl of powder and And then baking it. And maybe an egg. (laughs) Yeah. Get your cupcake game right, Arnold. Yeah. How thrilled do you think Fortune Feimster seemed to be in this show? I think she was phoning it in about as much as everybody else was on this show. Yeah. Other than what was her name again? Monica Barbaro. Yeah, she did all right. And Arnold was phoning it in as, as much as he ever does, which is, I can't tell. <laughs> but everybody else, it seemed like they clearly knew that this maybe isn't a winner. Yeah, that's all I had. What else do you got that's not related to the show? I'm trying to think. What else have you been watching? The two shows... That I've been watching. I've been watching. Shay and I have been rewatching Friday Night Lights. Okay. Um, we've been into that. On my own, I've been watching Arrested Development. 
we're also still watching I Think You Should Leave. How many times have you watched season three of that? Only like three or four. Good Jesus Christ. We watched it twice uh, the day it came out. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it's good. I have some complaints. Some of their MVPs from previous seasons uh, were still in the show, but like not used as well. Like Tim Heidecker and Patty Harrison and uh, Sam Richardson. All three were just like not utilized as well. Also, my biggest complaint about I Think You Should Leave is that they don't know how to end sketches. And it's very apparent in the third season of I Think You Should Leave. I think the most recent season of Kids in the Hall was better than the most recent season of I Think You Should Leave. Okay. Bold statement. Yeah. Come at me. From a self-proclaimed I Think You Should Leave head. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, baby. (laughs) And a Kids in the Hall head. It's true. Yep. Uh. What have you been watching? We finished, I won't spoil anything because I don't think you've finished, but we finished Ted Lasso. Yep, I haven't finished it yet. Um, how far into it are you? I think that we're going to have to restart the entire season at this point. Okay, but like how far into it have you gotten? Maybe like Cut. four or five episodes. How have you felt about it so far? I've been enjoying it more than people who I've talked to about it have been enjoying it. Okay. Yeah. And when we dropped off watching it, I was enjoying it better. Yeah. Then I think you'll continue to enjoy it. I haven't been as big a fan of this season for a few reasons. I won't talk about it until you've uh, finished. The final episode was more of the same in that regard, but there were still some... It was still very like i very much enjoyable like i i liked seeing some things come to a close and and that sort of thing and there's one or two scenes that i really want to talk about because some of the acting that was done in that final episode was very good and without words like all right um so we finished that we finished succession um the final episode of succession man it was a fucking roller coaster that i wasn't expecting that show itself is really hard to watch because they're all such shitty, shitty people. But if you can get past, I still don't know why this, this to me is a very cringe based show. Like everything about it just makes like me want to cringe in on myself. Cause everybody's just so shitty and awkward to each other, but something about this works and I really like it. Nice. Yeah. I don't know. Nothing else streaming based mm. or whatever. Saw across the spider verse this weekend. It was really fucking good. Oh, uh, Shay and I saw You Hurt My Feelings. Uh, It was also very good. And I traumatized somebody that sort of looks like Kathy. (laughs) So if you know somebody that sort of looks like my wife um, and they're talking about their encounter with the Joker (laughs) and how much it traumatized them, don't add us. Here's what happened. (laughs) Shay and I... Was it yesterday or the night before? Night before. Night before last. Decide that uh, we're going to go see the You Hurt My Feelings movie with Julie Louise Dreyfus because Shay heard about it on NPR and wanted to go see it. And I was like, cool. And it was really good. But we're going to go out 
Uh, we're going to grab a bite to eat first. So we go to Lucky Horse, which is right behind the varsity. And we're planning on walking, you know, just parking once and walking all over. So we park on the street. And as we're getting out, Shay looks and goes, is that Kathy? And look and see a car that looks like Kathy's car. And just out, like out of the corner of my eye, somebody getting out. Same hair color yeah. uh, and like hairstyle. Uh, which is the biggest similarity. And so they're across the street in that parking lot. And I'm like, oh, well, maybe she'll like come in and have a beer with us or grab a burger or something. I figured probably. So I uh, uh, run across the street and start running at the car, waving my hands while Shay stays on the other side of the street. And then (laughs) this woman pulls her car up to come exit the parking lot as I'm walking by. And as I'm walking by, I make the silly decision to pretend like I don't see Kathy and just like keep looking forward and walking, thinking that there's a strong possibility she's already noticed me from wildly waving my arms at her while she was driving through the parking lot. And then uh, don't feel any reaction from this person and then turn and give a big choker smile. Like, like what... Is, was supposed to be like a friendly, like, hey, smile, but uh, looked through the windshield at who was not Kathy <laughs> and turned and slunk back across the, the street. It's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Uh, sat in the restaurant texting Kathy about, about all of this, and then we eat, and then we walk over to the theater, and as we walk to the theater, that same car is parked outside the theater, and I was like, well, they had to have been in there for a while. They're probably seeing a movie upstairs and walk in, and there she is behind the counter of the theater. She did not appear to... Uh, oh, she was working at the theater? Yes. Oh. Yes, she was working at the theater. Oh, I thought it was... I, okay, that's even worse than I, than I yes. thought. Okay. Okay. Yep. She, so you can never go back to that theater again, I guess. Well, we interacted with her a few times throughout the course of the evening, and she did not give any indication that she... Uh, recognized me or even like noticed that i was doing this behavior like for all i know she did not see me and as she was parked waiting going on the street she's like looking at her cell phone and like didn't even notice that i was doing this shit yep so either that or or she's like oh that's that weird guy i'm just gonna ignore that ever happened uh but yeah she like helped us at the counter it was not awkward shay went out left the theater at one point and missed the most crucial 10 minutes of the movie <laughs> which was a shame uh and uh interacted with her there and then on the way out she asked us how the movie was and we we're like oh it was great so hopefully everything's fine but and then she ran away <laughs> like this <laughs> yeah should i have said something to her no i don't think so <laughs> I don't think so. That would just add to the trauma. <laughs> because as it stands right now, uh, it might just be like, did, did I see what I think I saw? And the fact that she ran into you later and you didn't say anything probably erased it from her mind. She's like, uh, no, I, it must have just been like a trick of the light or something like that. I, It was nothing. Yeah. And she's forgotten about it forever. Yeah. I uh, one time. Oh, this was standing in line for a movie pre-COVID, I think. Standing in line, I turn around and I hear my name, Michael Tabor, and somebody looking up at me. And I look at this person and don't recognize her uh, because um, she doesn't look like she used to. So I'm looking at her being like, how do I know this person? Not really responding, just blankly staring at her. And uh, she goes, oh, I guess you're not who I thought you were. 
and then just turned away. And then she turned away. I realized, oh, wait, no, I know this person and decided like, but I don't want to talk to him and just turned back. (laughs) And then I was like, can you, if somebody tries to talk to you and thinks that they know who you are, can you just look at them? (laughs) Like, like, is that the move? My favorite is now I'm imagining a year from now, her running into you again, and this time you f- fully recognize her and be like, oh my God, a couple of years ago, I saw a guy that I thought looked just like you, but it turned out not to be. So you've got a doppelganger out there, and then you having to have the internal dialogue of thinking, do I tell her? <laughs> oh, I would. I'd be like, that was me. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, You want to wrap it up? Thanks for listening to the episode of One Podcast with Michael and Eric. Uh, check out our website. It's episode one podcast.com. That's spelled out O N E. Um, if, if you're still using Twitter at this point, we're not, you can follow us on Twitter, but nothing's happening there. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's all, I guess. Thanks. Boz. Thanks. Boz. (laughs) See you next week.